1: Hey, 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 and welcome to episode 99 of How You At You.
2: It's your girl Shanice from K-Pop Box. And Shay from The K-Way. And on this podcast, we love hanging out with you guys, talking through the hottest K news, your unpopular opinions, dilemmas, and everything in between. Yes, so if you want to join the conversation, make sure you hit us up on socials
1: at How You At You. And don't forget to rate us on all good podcasting
2: platforms. So let's sit back, relax. And let's get it started. Okay, so our very first segment, per usual, is Hot Topics, a.k.a. BBC Shanice. Where we're going to give you a rundown of the hottest K news that's come up over the past week or so. So, Shanice, spill the tea. Rapper Loco surprises
1: fans with his marriage announcement. So, on the 13th of September, Loco announced on IG that he will be getting married to his girlfriend of two years. She isn't a celebrity, but a childhood friend that he reconnected with after his military service. So, congratulations. Congrats. Local. That really felt like it came from nowhere, but I rate it. I rate it. Yeah. Because that's
2: that's me. That would be me if I was famous. It wouldn't like, even be like the marriage announcement. It'd be like, oh, like second child. Like.
1: Yeah, my child's, my child's got into university. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> um... So yeah, but yeah, congratulations <laughs> to Loco. Moving on to SM Entertainment to end things with Mr. SM himself. Mm. So SM Entertainment is considering whether to terminate the production service contract signed with exclusive producer Liso Man, the man who was behind the production of SM's leading artists such as H.O.T., BOA and Girls' Generation. On the 15th of September, SM Entertainment announced we are considering whether to terminate the production contract with producer Lisa Mann's personal company like Planning Early. Music exec- executive Lee Suman has expressed to SM that he wants to terminate the contract early by the end of this year. We plan to discuss in depth with key stakeholders the impact of early termination of, product- of the production contracts, how it will affect the business and to summarise our position on future direction and announce it at a later date. So for those who didn't know, Lee Man founded SM Entertainment in 1995. He was a member of the SM's board of directors until 2010 when he stepped down but maintained a role in management management and production. So like planning is his personal company and is the largest shareholder of SM. So he's still part of SM but he's not if that makes sense. He has his own company outside of SM. Following so far? Yes, yes. Yes. So SM has outsourced to his company, Light Planning, and has paid tens of billions of Korean won in royalties every year. So SM has spent the last few years. Um, being questioned by investors on its 20-year commitment with, like, planning. So I think the contract was meant to be for, like, 20 years, which is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, And the millions of dollars that are being, like, basically pumped up to the company that's paid annually straight to Lisa man's pocket, right? So mm-hmm. everyone's, like, raising eyebrows, like, mm, okay, you're not part of the company, but you're still getting a big chunk <laughs> yeah. of you know, investments. So many investors have criticized the relationship between SM Entertainment and Light Planning, with some demanding the two just merge rather than having Light Planning be a paid, like an outside company, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So Light Planning has been instrumental in SM's milestones in producing successful K-pop groups such as NCT, which was focused on their free member recruitment and SBAR, which introduced the multiverse concept. Despite Lee's role in the success of SM Entertainment and K-pop, many investors and fans see a shift away from his influence and like planning as part of a new era of SM Entertainment, which was the top-ranked South Korean music company for years. So in terms of how people are reading into this, uh, many people just want Lee Man to just cut ties And let SM Entertainment enter this new era without him. And I think older K-pop fans are hit and miss. I mean, the newer ones are confused. Mm -hmm. Because we have this attachment in the sense of Lee Simmons started SM Entertainment. Like, he built it from the ground up or whatever. But then you have to remember uh, his kind of dodgy ways of how he would deal with things. Like, he's the one... Um, He's the reason why um, it's now law that idols have seven-year contracts because he was very adamant about all these, like, 13 years, like, slated contracts and, you know, idol conditions and stuff like that. So, and a lot of, you know, underground, what people may say, dodgy-ish, but still legal dealings, if you get what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, there is the romanticised version of him and then there's the actual mm, maybe it's time for him to step away or just just most companies and stop stop this because <laughs> all this money is being pumped out of sm so yeah there's that going on that's, i know that's, that's a, a bit confusing but it's a lot but yeah he basically wants to leave his contract early and i think that's actually helped sm stocks from what i read which yeah so um i don't know we'll just have to we'll see we'll see what happens with that Mm. business jargon interesting anyway uh moving on to victims he heo chan i think that's how you say his name sorry if i pronounced his name wrong was caught drunk driving and will be suspended from all of his, all of his activities, so on the twenty second of September, it was revealed that Victor's Chan has was caught drinking, driving, even driving under the influence. On the twentieth of September, IST Entertainment announced that the member's activities will be tempor- temporarily stopped because he was caught by a policeman returning home drunk after meeting some friends. Therefore, victim will continue as a group with five members. And I think one member is in the military at the moment. Uh, Chan apologised on social media to his fans, his agency and his fellow group members for his actions in a letter posted on Instagram. I think I said that twice. But yes, don't drink and drive. That's yeah, crazy. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Get get a cab. Get an Uber. Mm-hmm. Don't. It's not worth it. It's not worth putting yourself in danger. It's not worth putting others in danger. And me and Shay have spoken about Korean roads mm-hmm. sober. So already, I feel like that's already a jungle in itself. So adding alcohol to the mix is
2: like crazy.
1: Yeah, luckily no one was hurt. He's fine. But Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy.
2: Don't do it. Don't do it. And, like, one, it's a case of just being a sensible person and not endangering your own life and others. But Mm -hmm. obviously now that's also had a negative impact on the rest of the group and the overall company. So that's not great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And last but not least, Neon Stalker is back in Korea. I I just... Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you remember a while ago, I reported that twice Neon has this stalker. I can't remember his name. His name's irrelevant. And he just basically says, like, will send her messages and saying he wants to be with her and he will, he will, like harm her or harm anyone mm-hmm. that if if he's st- if she starts dating and he was like posting videos about this as well anyway according to reports neon stalker have has arrived back in korea to give her a birthday gift uh the easy arrival of neon stalker into the country has fans and citizens concerned and many are questioning why more measures haven't been put into place to stop in on the same day, um, Jong Yun warned fans once again that Neon's stalker is in South Korea and revealed he had contacted her. She expressed what? her worry as she did not know how he was able to get her phone number. I don't even know how, you know what? Anyway, meanwhile, JYP Entertainment revealed back in 2020 that it had pressed criminal charges against the stalker and even filed a restraining order against the foreign stalker. But I think the reason why so there's people saying, okay, if this is the case, how was he able to enter the country? XYZ, I personally think when those charges were pressed, because I do remember speaking about it on here, that probably the restraining order is up at this point. If it was pressed um if it was pressed in twenty twenty. So, I didn't realise
2: restraining orders had like a, a certain yeah, time. I think oh. it
1: has a certain and I think it's because, as well, um it could be due to the level of threat as well, because it was all like online. and even though it should still still should be taken seriously because nothing has really nothing really came with it if that made sense. Oh, okay. um, there's probably like some statute of limitations. I could be wrong. You could correct me if you're wrong. I don't know the law in Korea or in general, to be honest, but <laughs> I'm just out here. but, um, that's what. That's
2: what I personally think.
1: This isn't what's been reported. That's what I personally think.
2: This individual's a foreigner, right?
1: Yes, I think. Okay. They're. I want to say they're. You're, they're European. I think they're like Italian or something like that. Um, oh. So yeah.
2: That's scary.
1: Yes. Previously, JYP stated that the foreign stalker would be arrested at the airport if he entered Korea. But now many fans are wondering how he was able to pass security and come to South Korea. So as I said, I just personally think whatever charges were pressed during that time has expired or whatever. Something's not right, yeah. uh, I just, hopefully, but at least, um, you know, JYP is aware and they can keep Neon safe and TWICE members safe. Mm. And the fact that he was able to get numbers and stuff is crazy to me.
2: How do you even do... You know what? That's so unsettling. Oh, my God. But yes, that is
1: hot topics hot hot topics if there's any stories you want us to talk about or you want to comment on any stories make sure you hit us up on socials at howyouwatchyou you, or you can leave us a little comment online on our website Keepitbox.co.uk forward slash howyouwatchyou you, and you could submit a little form there just click the other option and be like to add on to what you
0: said then we'll read it out so yes
1: moving on to our next segment called say what where you can send your unpopular opinions dilemmas questions hot tea you can send them all to the same website kpopbox.co.uk forward slash how you at you to submit anonymously or you can send us an email um how you on oh wow i can't speak send us an email at how you at gmail.com So
2: Shay, take it away. Okay, so this very first person said, Why do some people who do dance covers and the shot slash video is focused on them, they call it a fan cam? It's not a fan cam. It's some upside down smiling emojis.
1: I feel now, especially, I feel like a lot of dance cover groups are quite popular and... You know, there there might be certain people that do stand, well, stand in them. I I use that term loosely, mm-hmm. um, and they may have their favorites, and they may want to watch uh, Stephanie's focus. Yeah. Them doing a the cover to Blackpink, so it's not sort of really out of the realm. And I just think as well, you know, of course, there's like loads of dance cover groups and. I'm not going to sit here and say I, I follow a particular group or whatever. But, you know, so people just follow other people as well. So in the sense of, okay, um, I have a dance group and, you know, Shay's dance group's doing really well and that's the kind of content that they do and it does well, mm-hmm. then maybe I'll try that content too. It's not necessarily thinking that, you know, these people think they're better than you or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, I don't,
2: I don't see it as harmful yeah I, I I agree with your with what you said I don't think it's harmful in any way I do get what this person means because I I think it's at least in my opinion or maybe this is me reading into it too much mm. but if you called a, a focus video that's just focused on you a focus cam like mm. x person's focus cam that's one thing yeah I think saying calling it a fan cam even though there are official fan cams that are, like, made by Mnet and it's not proper fans, fan cams are typically associated to, like, a fan capturing that footage and posting that. So I think it's more of that thing, like, they've just sort of jumped that middle part and, like, made their own fan cam. So I get it. Yeah, I I get it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, we're not the K-pop police. We're not going to say you can't do that. But I Mm. do get this person's perspective from that angle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they're hurting anybody. Um... I have actually found the evolution in like the sort of dance cover space quite interesting Mm. because you find that like a lot of the groups they'll take on like not just choreography wise but they will take on like quite idol-like mannerisms Mm. like they kind of operate in a certain way and like the whole fan cam situation so I found that interesting I'm not against it and I don't really indulge in that space too much yeah um but yeah if you have any further thoughts and feelings on this maybe expand a little bit if you're yeah. in that space and you don't like that people do that and it creates a certain stigma for you i know that could be a thing or if it's just not a bit of you but i always yeah. wondered as well
1: are there any dance cover groups where they take a dance it's still the choreography but they make it their own if you know what i mean so mm. like for example if me like the shan shay dance cover group right like just say we're doing pink venom for whatever right Mm -hmm. you could tell it's pink venom but we've done it in the Shanice and Shea way so it's not like I even though I may be doing all of Jenny's parts for example it's not like I'm trying to dance like Jenny like I'm I'm dressed as Shanice and I'm moving as Shanice but doing Jenny's choreography do you get what what I mean because you see like like for example like on TikTok or whatever where you have I don't know, Seventeen may do the, some choreography from a TWICE song or whatever. It's mm. not, you know, Vernon trying to dance like Momo. It's Vernon doing Momo's choreography. So yeah. you can tell it's still Momo's choreography, but it's done in a Vernon way. Like, mm. are there dance covers like, dance cover groups like that? Because I think for me personally... Um and this is no disrespect to any dance cover groups. I've I feel like especially the ones in London, it's so hard to even like find places to film and find places to rehearse and like I really respect the space, like I really respect what they do. But it seems very like, okay, if I am doing Jenny's parts, mm-hmm. I need to I'm gonna genify myself and do it like Jenny, if that makes sense. Yeah,
2: I, I do get what you mean from that perspective because once again I don't follow this space that closely so my opinion may be outdated but Mm. I do get what you mean like sometimes you see and it might not be in a harmful way Mm. or it it might not even look bad it might look great but you see like the person try and take on like the personality of the original idol that performed that piece rather than just performing it but with your own flavor and as your own personality um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just wonder if those, are like, the other exists, side, does, yeah. does that exist? I don't know in terms of, like, the full-scale cover dance world. And I, I would hope it would exist. Like, there's so many people that participate in that space. Mm. But I know on TikTok, at least, when people sometimes do, like, individual cover dances of songs, I've seen quite a few people that put their, like, own spin on it, or it doesn't feel like they're trying to reenact everything, like, breath mm. by breath. Like, they put their own touch and sprinkle on it. So,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I think that'd be. But I feel like yeah. I see that more, as you said, individually. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if there is like a TikTok creator that just does dances and they do the choreography, I can tell. Okay, that's Shannon's version of mm. whatever. But I mean, I don't see it in a group setting. Like, oh, this oh square dance group. You know, they're doing twice. Talk that talk, but in a more edgy style, or in a style that suits square dance groups. You get, know? I mean, like you can mm-hmm. still tell it's the choreography, but they're doing it their way. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I would hope that exists, and if anyone is like aware of any groups that operate in that, yeah, know because I would love, love to see. Them. see yeah. it. I
1: would love to see it because I feel like, and I feel like that's with with anything. You know, you can even say, you know, podcast spaces are saturated, or you know all cover groups are the same or whatever but you know i just I'll just I'll just I feel like that's all I see is groups or groups that I've come across because as me and Shay said we don't like divulge in that space so this could be coming from a I'm talking for myself but this could be coming from a place of ignorance um where I don't see I just see okay you're doing a taming dance so one person is taming and everyone else in the crew at the, for this particular cover is just the backing, and the person that's doing Taming's parts like really cos- cosplaying Taimin. Like mm. it's not it's not Andrew dancing to the choreography if that makes sense. So and there's nothing and again there's nothing wrong with that. It's still a good piece of content to watch. Still, mm. but I just feel like everyone that i've seen does that so it's just like yeah are there actually any dance groups that are dance groups that dance and
2: they do it in their way in their yeah. style yeah and i think that makes sense because it isn't a case of wanting people to change the choreography like we've already said but it's more so like okay say you're performing the Tamin song you don't then need to take on all of like Tamin's mannerisms and like all the things he would do you can just be you but do the dance in your own mm. way Uh, yeah if anyone has any good recommendations we can check them out or if our opinions were outdated and this exists and it's very mainstream sorry just skip ahead Um, (laughs) and our next unpopular opinion is this person said if an idol isn't going to sing live they shouldn't wear a mic and as someone who used to really enjoy v lives when i was younger i don't really like them anymore i find that a lot of fans ask really inappropriate questions and the idols have to try to reply to them in polite ways okay so the first bit was if an idol isn't singing live they shouldn't wear a mic
1: to be honest i really feel like idols should sing live but i understand when they don't because i feel like especially i don't know why especially in the k-pop space we're only talking about (laughs) k-pop but um (laughs) i feel like the k-pop the idol space or whatever it seems like when they're promoting a song their schedules are quite jam-packed in this in a sense of they're not doing interviews they're doing the performance or doing this so I can understand if there's some performances where they don't sing live like I get it Mm. but I feel like now there's a it's hot it's used as a clutch in a way in a sense of I hardly see any and again this could be wrong because I don't watch performances as much as I used to but I feel like now it seems like most performances they don't sing live unless you know they want to that you have like a group that's going to to sing on the Kelly Clarkson show in America or something. And then they may sing live there because it's a different audience. But I feel like for all like the M Countdowns and those ta- Inky Gayos or whatever, like it's very, I'm going to lip sync. But then mm-hmm. I also think if you're going to do that, can, can you like, even though we already know, can you fool us a bit? Can you trick us a bit in a sense of, you know, like some um, award shows or whatever, they will have pre recorded live vocals. So it sounds oh, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it has all the movements of like you moving, but obviously you've, you've recorded it in a way where you still sound good. Yeah. Lip sync to that instead of, because right now, and again, I could be wrong because I don't watch a lot of performances, but it seems like most groups they just have someone in the back that presses play and then they just lip syncing and then their dancing is like lackluster as well. So it's not even like, I don't know, it's not like they're doing it. the the stage presence and the, the dancing is like, wow, amazing. I don't know. It just seems like it's lacking, like fool us a bit. Like mm. I understand, as I said, you may not be able to sing live at every single thing because there needs to be time where you do rest the voice. If you're using your voice all day, whether that's talking whether that's singing, whether that's whatever, like I, I get it. You don't want to strain that instrument, but fool us a bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, yeah. I get that. That makes sense. And slightly off topic, and like we'll circle round back to this. One thing that I've always been so curious about mm. is you know those videos that will circulate where it's like MR removed. Yes, I don't. I have no idea what that means. Obviously, I know it's meant to mean that like you're hearing the voice what like what it would have sounded like during that actual performance but how do people get that like where do you get that from
1: god i don't i don't know i feel like um well i, I with the official ones what are there well they used to be official ones um it's not that hard like you know because you, it's recorded you just if it's meant to be quote unquote live you just strip the vocals from the back end because. It's still a mic, like how we're recording now, like still mm-hmm. a mic. Um, in terms of like when fans
2: do it, that's what I mean. Like obviously internally, a company could do that, but when fans, but when fans, do, fans do it,
1: like they there's software where you could you can strip the the vocals from the instrumental from the like um, yeah from the instrumental or from background noise or whatever. Science, okay. So then, yeah, there's programs that exist. There's it even like free ones. So there's there's even like free ones online. They may not work as well. Um, so all you would have to do is basically, just say you want to rip it from a YouTube video. You just put the the link in, and then whatever the, whoever built that website will basically their program will strip it apart for you. It won't be perfect, but yeah, that's how people do it. That's mm-hmm. how most people get like, for example, when people make like make mashups or remixes. And there's no official a cappella or or official instrumental. Yeah, like you can separate the vocals from the back. Yeah, they will use that and then they'll fix it up on their end, so it doesn't sound as janky. But no, because
2: like for for some reason, like in my brain, I was just like, I can understand the process of like a third party, like say we grabbed a song, being able to split like the backing track from the vocals or whatnot. But how Mm. are you getting like their panting and breathing? But uh, technology. Well,
1: because because of Especially with you know fan made ones, if you're stripping it raw from the vid- from like an Inky video or M Countdown video, it's still hard to to strip it cleanly. If that makes sense, mm. so of course you're gonna hear like the odd girl screaming in the audience or like the little bit of the instrumental or, or the or the panting.
2: Mm.
1: And plus, well. like breathing and panting makes more sense because. Obviously, that coincides with them singing and moving around, so you can't really separate that from what they're singing, if that makes sense.
2: I guess. Hmm. Well the more you learn um (laughs) and then the second part of this person's unpopular opinion um they said and as someone who used to really love um who used to really enjoy v lives when i was younger i don't really like them anymore i find that fans ask really inappropriate questions and idols have to try to reply to them in polite ways
1: i would want to ask this person and i hope you're listening could you write back in and um, just just for my understanding what what were some of the things you used to enjoy when you were younger when you used to watch v lives because i've never been a person to watch v lives or watch instagram lives like mm. i re- like i rather wait until someone highlights funny clips and i watch yeah. the funny clips from it i'm not sitting down for however long to just watch someone like i i, I don't know unless there's it's a, it's a structured live in a sense of, I don't know, it's like, I don't know, come back and you know that they're going to play parts of the album or they're going to tease a video clip or there's some sort of structure. But like, for example, if Shay was just about to go live and just turn on her camera because she's bored and she's trapped in her entertainment company's dungeon for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know, like sitting there for like an hour or whatever, however long, had doesn't really have an appeal to me.
2: Mm, i think the same for me as well like i've never really been a live person like i've maybe watched one or two but it would maybe be after seeing funny clips when it's done and then feeling encouraged to at least go watch a portion mm. um i don't obviously once again we both don't really indulge I, I just, in lives that much the only reason why i ask is because i wonder how much of
1: it has changed in a sense of okay there might be a higher volume because the k-pop fandom globally has grown but haven't there always been like inappropriate
2: questions that's what so, i was gonna so say you know like I, mean? I don't know how how much that would have changed like fans of or at least quote-unquote fans have always asked out of pocket inappropriate things or crazy mm. things i think maybe the difference is now before they were predominantly ignored, but nowadays I've seen like the clip here and there of an idol saying like, oh, this kind of thing that you're trying to ask is inappropriate, can you not do that please? Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I I can't picture, once again, I wasn't a huge Vlive person, but I can't remember a time where they were at least allowed to answer those sorts of questions mm-hmm. and respond about how they felt about it. Mm-hmm. I think one example that I saw on TikTok recently was Chan from, stray kids I feel like I always see clips of his lives I don't know if I feel like he goes I feel like he
1: goes live a lot I was about to talk
2: about him as well because I feel like
1: of course I don't know I I don't think he has a structure but I feel like in his head he kind of does because I feel like he does have from clips that I've seen anyway and again I could be wrong where I've seen clips where he's just reacting to videos or he's like answering questions so like if you know for example okay this is this is what bang chan does i can understand when people are like okay actually i do want to watch this live because um i know that 17's video just dropped and i know he loves 17 so i want to see if like he reacts to the same things that i've reacted to so i can understand that aspect or you know at a certain point you know he just answers questions for half an hour or whatever so you want to get your question in like i i get it but for this to like I know any idol could answer, answer questions or whatever, but when I think of lives, I just think of that weird awkwardness, especially at the beginning, where it's just like, just waiting for people to come in. <laughs> I'm just eating a toasty. yeah.
2: Let's not... I didn't
1: really do much today. Honestly. Where is Shay? I don't know where Shay is, sorry. I mean, like you like said, bit. like if
2: it has some sort of structure, yeah. like, <laughs> say it's a weekly thing, or it's like this person's segment, or they do something around this time every week, I can understand the appeal. But I think the ones that make me laugh the most, and maybe they have a structure I don't know about, but the clips from like the NCT members Instagram lives, because it's so random, Mm -hmm. like they will just be in a car or like they're not even in a car together. It might be like Mark starting it and then he adds Johnny and then someone else jumps on and it's just chaotic. And I can understand that might be fun to watch, but yeah, I think that. To some extent, watching the whole thing live from the beginning would make my brain hurt. So I prefer the fun yeah. clips at the end. But back to the point about inappropriate questions. The video I saw of Chan, um, I think he was live in his like bedroom or something, and I don't know if it was like one Stan in particular or a few people. But he kept getting comments of people telling him like, "Could he take his top off?" and like other uh-huh. stuff. And he was like, "Guys, like." Yes, this is my room. And, like, normally I would just, like, walk around comfortably. But, like, that's, like, not appropriate. Like, I'm just trying to hang out with you guys. And mm. this, that, and the other. Like, I understand some... It could be harmless or, like, people trying to... I'm sorry, but, up, like... But that's a bit... That's, that's really weird
1: because, yeah. first of all, okay, none of you know him. Like, as much as you may feel like you know him, you don't. Like, you don't. Secondly... Even if you did, like you, you knew, you knew your your, your favor on a personal level. Don't you think that's very inappropriate to be like, "Hey, shakey, take your top off," yeah. and then on top of that, see it from the other side. And this is the double standard as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine a man, a, a, a man stand, like in, <laughs> stand- <laughs> like in in a female idol's live.
2: And he was like, can you take your top off? Just, it, it just doesn't make... And This might sound bad, and I'm sorry if this comes out wrong, but let's just let it come out and we'll edit from there. But I think it's also... The interactions are also going to depend on the type of idol and the type of content that you're used to from them. Like, I know that some idols can be, like, very flirty on their lives and they make jokes about, like, with their fans, like, are oh, they are going to undo a button or funny things? But the clips I've seen from Chan's lives they're yeah, usually like quite intimate that. and yeah. like calm and like he's just talking about life or music and other things so it, it feels very out of place and i'm not saying it would be okay for some and not okay for him yeah but i, but I get what yeah. you're saying like
1: for example like big matthew for example when, when mm-hmm. he used to do lives or whatever he made joke about you know The big titty gang, or whatever, or you know, he'd be like, Oh, so and so has nice, has nice, has a nice chest, or whatever, right? Mm. And then I could understand if there was like jokes like, Oh, how can you rate someone's chest? We can't see yours, or whatever the case may be. Like, very, it's very risque, it's very on the cusp, but it makes sense in terms of what's happening with the life. Do you get what I mean? And the kind of idol that you know, BM is you know where he'll just like brush it off laugh it off or you know he may take his top off or whatever the case may be but if for example if we go back to banchan and he's like has everyone eaten today and whatever the case may be and then there's a random comment like hey take your top off where's this coming from
2: <laughs> so like, it's not funny like like read the room <laughs> i'm so done but um yeah I don't know. It's like, uh, like it's just normal human sensory acuity and like respect. Yeah.
1: Don't don't be weird. And I think what we have to remember, all the sane fans, I'm guessing people that listen to this are sane. Uh, (laughs) uh, Common sense is not common. So, and what you think should be like the basic, you know common understanding yeah it's not it's it's like 10 paces below that so mm-hmm. if you take that in mind and maybe you're just you don't find real lives fun anymore because maybe your threshold of seeing these questions pop up all the time so is like all yeah. oh, right okay like I, I can't i can't watch this anymore so maybe it's that's part of it as well yeah
2: exactly and it could be a two-way thing like there may be maybe the way idols interact to some extent have changed and mm. obviously also the fans i think it's always good to look at both sides a slightly different note my my brain actually went blank and it was quite important i can't remember now What was i going to say on my brain okay if it comes back it will come back but um yeah that's that ah i remember now sorry <laughs> um talking about like I think sometimes, and it won't just happen in the K-pop space, it can happen in literally any space, like the business space, entertainment as a whole, Western music. But I think sometimes people put unrealistic expectations on famous people. Mm -hmm. Like I've also seen fans that will be on fan calls and say to idols, like, oh, don't you remember me? Like we had a call like X amount of time ago and they get like quite upset about it. And I can understand like if this person has become a huge chunk of your life. Like they might be an individual that motivates you or helped you get out of a hard time. But I think we also can't put unrealistic expectations on people that literally don't know us.
1: And if you think about it this way, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but it's kind of like you go back to your GP and you expect them to remember you and what happened to your foot two months ago? But like, that's at least your GP. Like they would no, have some sort I'm, of record. Like I, I think know, of but it, like, I mean, I mean, receptionist. Like, but I mean, like off top of the head. Okay. Like for example, just say you saw your GP about your foot, and then a month later you bumped into your GP in Tesco, right? Mm. Oh, do you remember what happened to my foot? No. <laughs> I see, like so many patients. Over the course of this day, let alone a month, um, I might remember your face. I might remember there was an issue with your foot, but I couldn't like pinpoint everything. And I, I, I just think, just because, as you said, you have that, this person means something to you, and they may have helped you with their art or whatever. Do you see the the arenas and fans and places that where they're going all the time, like? Listen, <laughs> even I yeah at, so, like, at certain things that I do where I'm meeting people all the time and I'm meeting the same people, and I'm like, hey, Shanice. and I'm like, oh, I don't. In my head, I'm like, I don't remember you. Hey, girl, how's it <laughs> going? And it's not because I don't care about these people. I just I generally don't have the mental capacity, and I'm and the people that I'm talking about is what. Maybe like the same couple hundred people I see
2: a week. Yeah, imagine that on a I idle scale. I'm not. I'm still. Child. Yeah, it's a lot. And I think one last point before we obviously move on from this one, that I've also seen recently because of the I don't know if reliance would be the right word, but like some fans will build a level of like codependency on their faves. And to the point where I understand if you get to meet someone that you've always loved or that has unknowingly helped you get through something or has been a constant in your life in some way, you might just want to like share with them. Mm -hmm. But I've seen recently seen a few cases where fans are kind of oversharing or like sharing like really kind of deep and dark stuff about their lives. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, if it's a fan call, you've paid to be there or done whatever you've done to but be there. But they're not your But still, like, like, that's not, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know, like, I get it because there is this whole fantasy sold of, like, I'm going to be your best friend and if you ever need me, I'm there. But then it's, like, take it with, like, a whole bucket of salt. <laughs> a whole bucket. Like, <laughs> the whole bucket. <laughs> um but yes, thank you for this unpopular opinion. You led us to speak about a few other things, but thank you very much. And then um, onto our very last unpopular opinion for today. This person said, "Hype needs a new PR team because this one is not doing it. The response to new genes, the handling of Lyserafim controversy, why do they choose to ignore the situation first and let it explode or deny all allegations and gaslight? Um, Well, one, I'm just going to say straight out of the gate. I know we've obviously had some updates here on the pod, but I haven't followed any of these outside of that very closely. But I think I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong, Shanish, you might know a bit more than me. HYBE is like the big umbrella and like these groups under sometimes come from like different sub companies, right? So -hmm. they might not all have the same teams. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay that's all I wanted to clarify now you (laughs)
1: um I think it's kind of hard to say I don't think the public understands how messy these things get and how many hands is the right I don't know if that's the right term but how many hands are in one pot so there might be one person saying let's let's do this you know let's release this thing now it's like no we need to wait to hear back from this person because this may lead to something else and oh but we can't do this because of this and i i don't know it's it's a mess in terms of with new jeans are they responding to the whole that they're too young to debut thing or the whole cookie thing i don't know what response uh, this person's referring to in terms of uh, new genes. But to be honest, I feel like, as well, I feel like pe- what people need to remember, as well, when certain things happen, they may just seem big within your bubble, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, oh, what's the, I can't remember what, I can't remember what term I'm looking for. But you know what I mean? Like, you're in your own little prison, own little, k-pop bubble so what mm-hmm. something may seem big to you and to your mutuals and to like a few other people outside of that that might be just a small unders surface bubble where it's just like the grand scheme of things okay there's 20 people crying about this certain thing and again i'm not saying any of the things that people are taking concern with uh, are not important or shouldn't be addressed but they're probably seen as okay there's only 20 people over here crying mm-hmm. about it but the other 80 don't care so why am I gonna cause or highlight something that we could kind of solve quietly or whatever the case may be why am I gonna blow it up in proportion to yeah. alert
2: this other 80 people when it's only 20 people that are crying about it and so it doesn't it could always be... mean that that decision's right but yes I think like what you're saying there's A larger perspective. I think sometimes when people speak about entertainment companies especially, they just will see it as like JYP, the individual person, or Isuman, Mm. the individual person. Like those people have the final say. But like there are lots of layers to these things. And I think K-pop fans better than anyone else will understand that what happens today was planned like 10 years ago or Mm. ages ago. So maybe delving too deep into something that's blowing up now, doesn't affect their five year or ten year end step, so they don't really see the point in pursuing mm. it publicly to X, Y, and Z extent. And that doesn't mean it's right. Some things definitely should be spoken about and addressed. But I think people sometimes need to remember that there's more layers to the onion. Yeah. And it's not just like, okay, it's just this person's decision and they're not doing it. So blah, blah, blah. So mm. it's it's a it's a sticky one.
1: And I feel like with if we move on to the Seraphim, I don't know what other way they could have controlled it. Okay, in a sense of the whole situation with Kim Garam is still... I, I flip flop I'd. I, we would never know. We would never know what the actual tea is. And again, this doesn't make it right. You can't let one person affect the whole team, right? Mm-hmm. And. If they... I really feel like with the Kim Gedam thing, I feel like they waited out or they, they did what they think they thought was best, whether it was or not. That's that's the decision they went with. And I feel like a lot of people are upset again because obviously Les Seraphim have their own little docu-series on YouTube um, about their pre... Like, leading up to their debut, basically. Mm-hmm. And of course... Kim Garam's not in it, but why would she be? She's not in the she's not in the group anymore, and that contract is up. So it would be unethical to then just leave her in there. And do, do you get what I mean? And again, I understand. I can see it from the other side. It's like yeah, but she was part of the group that acting like she wasn't part of it, which is another thing. But then we don't know what conversations were had behind closed doors as well. So for example, they may have wanted to feature her. And her family might have been like, no, she's already had so so much heat on her. But then if she was left in, will she get even more hate? Like, well, why is this girl still, why are we still focusing on this girl? Like, she's not even in a group anymore. You couldn't edit her out. So I feel like either way, you can't win. Yeah. Either way, you any decision made, there's going to be someone that's upset. So sometimes companies will just take the route, whether that's right or wrong, they will take the route of, okay, which one's going to make the less no- less noise? Both of them is going to be noisy,
2: again, but um, like just a brief point once again. I think any of like these types of scandals or issues or controversies happening to anyone is going to be terrible and difficult. But I think what also bugs me mm. is that they are minors. Like majority of the people that we're talking about have been minors in these situations. So yeah. would it not just be easier to let people debut 18 and above, not saying yeah. the problems would disappear, but at least they are adults. Because mm. like also with dealing with some of these things, you're, there's only going to be certain limits to which the idol could do stuff, to which the company could do stuff, because there's like, I'm assuming like minor laws and all different things. Mm. So it's it's just one big mess. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's it's the it's a
1: sticky one. Yeah, and unless you have a degree in public relations or you work with PR, I think it's kind of hard as from the consumer side to just assume what they're doing is n- hasn't had much thought into it mm. because everything is maliciously meticulously, mm. not maliciously. That's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> meticulously planned and executed from as you said Shay from groups debut to whatever the case may be so I don't think it's anything that's shrugged off or taken
2: lightly yeah and like literally just before we close up on these because these have really made us delve into deep discussion today but one thing that has that shocked me in k-pop is the way that they will like just delete someone's existence and this is nothing Mm -hmm. to do with what we discussed today i think in like just in general like say someone leaves a group for a certain reason or something happens i think in the west people might just stop talking about someone but the issue is like typically fully explained or discussed and then everyone just naturally moves on Mm. whereas in k-pop that really scared me when i first got started i was like what is going on here because Like everyone would just act like x person didn't exist or like x thing didn't happen and everyone Mm. would just move on like that was just a an extra two cents but yeah I don't know do do you get what I'm talking about like no I, I get what you mean a little bit scary but um anyway moving on to some questions so um you guys submit some questions that you wanted us to answer the first question is if you were an idol, what thing would you do purposely to send your fandom into chaos? What? Why
1: am I sending my fandom into chaos? Um,
2: I think I get what this person means. Like, if you just wanted to <laughs> stir the pot a bit. But why? Um, why am I stirring the pot?
1: I need reasons. I can't just...
2: I, I don't know what the reason would be but because I, I I
1: can't, I'm not just gonna cause chaos for the sake of causing chaos there has to be a reason and then that will lead to whatever chaos I decide but i I don't know what that means
2: so I don't know how to answer it I'm done. I think some i I think I've seen like similar things like this go around with people giving like their opinions where like oh they might pretend like they can only eat a little bit to make people tweet like for the company to let you eat more or like to keep looking off screen on you're on V Live so people can start tweeting to like, oh, treat X person better. Um Yeah, I can't I can't think of what I would do to send my fandom into chaos. See this
1: is what I mean? Like I need a reason. Like, for example, that reason would be I want more snacks. So <laughs> I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry, guys. They took away my what's it? Oh, send me what's okay. And then you know, my fans said to me, what's it? So whatever. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason. Just causing chaos for the sake of it. Oh no, i idol, be too tired with that, man. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't have an answer. Sorry. Yeah, can, I need reasons. Back. Or if you guys have any answers
2: to this. Um, yeah, let us know your thoughts and feelings. Or like it does, I guess like not a negative throw into chaos. Like, is there something kind of like positive or cheeky that you would do to throw your Found him into chaos, like No <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. There must be some good answers to this. My brain is not working.
1: I don't understand this question. Like why I d I don't get it. I get it, mm-hmm. but I don't so I can't answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'm 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 missing something. Maybe to like get a reaction from your fans, but I don't know. Like mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Like if you could see my face right now I don't, I don't
2: like, even I don't know. The, I don't know. <laughs> Mm, yeah let's circle back or if you guys have any ideas send them to us uh, maybe it'll spark some inspiration um and then the second question this person said what did you guys think of blackpink's shut down um uh, music video and song go on shay um um so my brain actually froze it was it seemed like a a good song i don't have any problems with it i think Discussing Blackpink MVs is never going to be a discussion. Their visuals are always good. So there's that. Um, Is it a song I see myself listening to? Not really, but it's not a bad song. Yeah. Wow, Shay, that was very (laughs) surface level. That's very disappointing. Anyway,
1: (laughs) for the actual tea that you guys actually want, let's actually talk about the video, okay? So obviously in the video they were referencing other... uh, other things from um, fast other music bit, videos. fast music videos, yeah. So, obviously, you had Jenny and her bedazzle tank, you had Jisoo and her umbrella, you had Lisa and that Bombayer Chuck speaker situation, and then obviously, her um like on the same balcony, we call it balcony. I don't know if it's a balcony, but you know, like a dock rosé was on the world um as playing with fire then you had rosé on the world from whistle then when in the car kind of reminiscent of bumbaya um and then obviously in the background they had like other uh like song titles in the background right and then i feel like there's, there's a lot of talk about is this is this like a disbandment song? Is this the end? I don't feel I like it. I thought I don't feel like that's the case. I feel like what they're doing is they're basically saying this is going to be like a new era for Blackpink, and I feel like they want to shut down the whole. We only do the same type of music, the same type of songs. Is that if you get what I mean? That's that's what I'm getting from it um again nothing it This it could be the end because YG is weird sometimes like to be honest if we go back to 21 we never thought that was going to be the end and it was so you never know with with what YG has up their sleeve but I don't think this is the end for Blackpink I just feel like the you know when I went in the elevator they press the button up in it so the only way is up they're they're gonna be maybe delving and exploring new things um I also wanted to say that everyone actually looked really good doing the dance like no shade to none of the members or anything but sometimes I feel like with even though the choreography isn't that difficult um like generally blackpink choreography is not that difficult but Sometimes it looks awkward on certain members. I'm not going to say names and bait people out. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. But I feel like everyone did their thing on shutdown. Like, I feel like they were really enjoying it. And I was loving Rose's little furry, lime green jacket moment. She was really giving it. Jisoo was doing her thing. You know what i mean so yeah
2: that's what i thought there we go lovely i was like it was nice and you're like the details the colors everything that's what I, listen, <laughs> maybe shay. because i literally watched it
1: five minutes before okay before. okay this, I, it's Shay. i'm gonna okay this is this this is this section this segment of the podcast is called let's call shay out okay <laughs> shay when people ask questions yeah Mm-hmm. They don't want you to go, oh, that was nice, that was bad. They want to know actual thoughts, yeah. And you had time because Are you I'm invalidating listen, like, my opinion? I, I, well, okay, that was listen, my whole opinion. Uh, listen, this 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 is this this segment is called draw out Shay, yeah. Because I'm not gonna lie, last week we were both we were both sick, <laughs> Last week we were both sick. And this came in and I messaged Shay and I was like, you know what? Make sure you listen and watch this thing whilst you're dying because we were asked about it. So we were actually privy to this. So it wasn't even like off the fly. So I'm drawing you out today. I'm drawing you out today.
2: (laughs) I listened to it. I wasn't told when. I wanted a fresh perspective and that's what I got from it. It was nice. Will I listen to it again? Probably not. Everyone looked great. Is it my favourite song from them? No, I've only listened to it once. It may grow on me. I don't think they're going to disband because it just wouldn't make sense right now. Lovely. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is no, and that's
1: fine. And all of the everything that you said is valid. That's cool. But when they're asking you about the video, they want you to talk about did you did you like you have a favorite outfit? Did you like Rose's hair?
2: Why does it feel like we're like you, Marvel fans looking for
1: Easter? Eggs? <laughs> but it's true. Listen, like. This is a K-pop podcast. So okay, I, feel like if someone I got all the
2: references. Referred,
1: yeah, but then you didn't even videos. mention it. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean, Shay? Like, you know I'm what I mean? Sorry, like, I'm sorry. Don't worry, guys. I've got your back. Next time when you ask, she's going to be on it. She I'm knows for really next not. time. I'm going to... No, see, this is what I mean. This, 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 is, this, this is why.
2: Shay, do better. Be better. I will write up a full-on paper, and I will put a link in the description. 20 marks... What do you think the social,
1: <laughs> economical, and political impact of Blackpink's shutdown video has done for the Korean economy? 20 marks. So, when the-
2: Jenny said, I shut down, if we just look at the word shut and break that down, this is the deeper meaning. And you still never gave a meaning. Do <laughs> you
1: see what I mean? <laughs> I quit. <laughs> More than 100 topics are already available.
0: Subscribe today.
2: But, um, yes, we hope that you enjoyed um, today's episode as we're coming towards the end of the episode. I know it's been a bit longer, but we hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, but now it's actually time for On the Radar. So this is me and Shanice will let you know if there's anything we're listening to, watching, or anything we want to put you guys onto. So, Shanice, what's on your radar? Um... I
1: may be cancelled, and um, I feel like this is going to be my problematic era. Um, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sit K, our beloved Sit K, um, I think he had a few pictures of him in cornrows, Cane Rose, <laughs> and, That's you know... Not- People were like, how could he do this? I think they looked great. They were neat. And okay, this is this is this is where I stand. And again, this is a very problematic take. I feel like the reason why I'm not offended here is one, they were done really neatly, they were done really well. Two, I feel like he's not wearing it as a costume. Like I thought no, because I thought, okay, hear me out. I feel like there's certain there's certain idols or rappers or whatever in the space where they would wear braids or corners as oh, this is my hip aesthetic, this is my bad gal, the bad boy era, right? Like they wouldn't go home with those braids in their head. They wouldn't go to like they wouldn't go meet their friends with those braids in their head. They're using it as an aesthetic, right? Whereas I feel like there's certain there's certain people, and I feel like that's K included, I'm sorry, and this is just my problematic opinion, you don't have to agree, unpopular opinion, but I feel like he really rocks with us in a sense of, like, I feel like he would go home to his mum with those roads in his head because... He generally appreciates the braids. And that's just me. That's the that's the that's that's the vibe that I get. Like, again, I could be wrong. I don't know I, I I don't know him from Adam. I met him once. Like I I don't know him. And I could I could be just talking out of my butt. But that's personally how I feel. Now she has gone quiet.
2: Um <laughs> Thank you, so I don't know much. if you I don't know if you've seen these pictures, but I haven't, and I don't think I need to see. Um I think he looks good. But that's just me. Is this on on Instagram? I saw it on Twitter,
1: but it might be on his Instagram. Mm.
2: Um. Okay. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we'll get back to you within five to seven working days, or maybe we just won't get back. Um. <laughs> he, isn't that for the people? Um. He may have looked nice, but mm-mm.
1: no. <laughs> i just say my opinion was unpopular and very
2: problematic i but that's i'm just telling you what You're i think he's become an enabler now he's gonna be like you I, know what i have a black friend shanice no but i'm not saying okay. i'm not
1: i'm not saying he should do it again i'm just saying <laughs> for what it was it was i liked it i liked it hmm. i
2: think
1: he looks to be honest, he always looks good. He's been looking really good lately. I'm not gonna lie, this but is
2: smelling like interracial couple TikTok.
1: Um, <laughs> AMBW. I found the but he's had two. There's oh like God. one where he was performing recently where he had like two. I wouldn't even call them really braids, braids. Um, but Who then there was another picture where he had, he had like actual cornrows Who in his hair. Is
2: Responsible for this.
1: But that's my problematic take. And I oh think... Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> I'm I'm so concerned.
1: You're doing amazing, sweetie. No, don't listen to me. I'm chatting rubbish.
2: <laughs> Guys, if he does it again, Shanice
1: endorsed it. <laughs> I'm not endorsing it. <laughs> oh, another thing. And then I'm going to shut up because I feel like I've just been talking for so long. Um... I think it was Lily from Enemix. She she put, I don't know if it was Bubble. It was one of those, you know, those social media things where they post or whatever. She's must have, <laughs> this is how you know K-idols look, yeah. K-pop idols look. Um, she said she must have saw a tweet where, I don't know if she was dancing or whatever the case may be, and someone was to be like, yeah, that's her white side coming out. And then she was like, Okay, guys, it might be true, but it still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was funny. I'm done.
2: So yeah. Um, um, I'm still on this Instagram post. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and why is the, the top first comment that I can see from Rain? And he's like, love heart emoji, love heart emoji, fire and clapping. Because Rain knows what's up. I'm you joking. and I'm,
1: Rain. <laughs> I'm, I'm not endorsing this. I'm
2: sorry. Oh my god, my head. I actually don't even know what's on my radar. Um, Today has been one (coughs) heck of an experience. Um, I think there's a new drama that I want to start watching. I have no idea what the name is, but it has the actress from What's Wrong With Secretary Kim. It looks really funny. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Lovely, if you don't, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, And also Halukon is coming up this week, so Yay! Um, no, I'm very traumatized by that, Shanice. I'm sorry. I'm,
1: I'm sorry, but I'm not. <laughs> um, well That's my problematic opinion. But I'm black, so... What and does I'm, that mean? I don't know. I feel like it, it doesn't hit the same if it came from someone that's not part of the culture. But at the same time, I just want to reiterate, this is not me... This is not me. This is not me I think. So I don't want. Listen, sit, K if listening, yes. <laughs> it's too late. Listen to me. I don't want you to say that girl from some podcast told you you can do it because I'm not the authority of the of the black people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But you look cute though. But anyway, when
2: you're in Korea and you have to fight him for the last pack of hair, that's a you problem.
1: Well, uh, I will not be buying my hair from anyway. Korea. So. <laughs> Let's start there. And to be honest, do you think he's? Do you think he's wearing braiding hair? Do you think that's his hair? I
2: don't want to look into it that much. (laughs) I've seen enough. (laughs) And that's that's. Oh my god.
1: Anyway, guys, uh, thank you for listening
2: to How You At You. And remember that you can send us (laughs) your very unpopular opinions um, or thoughts or feelings or stories or requests. Um, You can send them to us on socials or you can submit them anonymously at kpopbox.co.uk forward slash How You At You.
1: Yeah, so let me know if you agree with my whole 6k analogy. Um, Anyways, (laughs) I've been Shanice of Kpopbox. You can follow me at kpopbox underscore on most platforms
2: and I've been Shay from the K-Way you can follow me on most platforms at the K-Way yay
1: and until next time we will
2: holler at you
1: Bye.
2: bye bye